0: Yo, what's good? It's Black
2: Trey, and I got a show called Growing Up the Same with Jason Madison, where we talk to guests about their childhood memories
0: that I'm sure everyone can relate to. You even get some life advice at the end. Our show has featured guests like Dom Kennedy, J.J. Reddick, Baron Davis, Brian Koppelman, Wavani
2: Jones, Mina Kimes, and many more. Be sure to check us out on the Black Opinions Matter feed under the Count the Deems Network. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe,
1: rate, and review
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros podcast. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, aka Waznee Land Bray, joined as always by my partner on the west side of Los Angeles, Nando Vila. What's going on, brother man?
0: Not much, man. Very, you know, enjoying the uh, the the, so- the hot summer days here in LA. It's getting hotter every day. And it's pretty hot, like in the West Coast. Like, I mean, you saw those temperatures in in, in fucking Portland and shit, like 110. Uh, Plus, like, yeah, I um, got to enjoy the climate change uh, uh, era because it's only going to get worse.
2: Well, as you know, my people are of the sun, so we have no problems with it. But I want to introduce our guest, who I'm really excited for, although I wish it was under sunnier circumstances, not to be all punny about it. But I'm really excited to have him on today because this guy is a veteran Miami journalist. He's the host of the Big Road podcast our wait, guy wait, wait. David bird road bird road excuse me the big wise bird road I fucked it up my bad the bird no road. you created
1: a, you created you unintentionally created an incredible collaboration is what you did let's yeah. go Crossover. let's do
2: it <laughs> can't wait our guy David Quiñones of South Florida what's going on big dog
1: What's up, man? How you doing?
2: Oh Lord, have mercy! I love it. I love this guy. Greatest we're guest ever from Miami, ever.
1: man. Come on, we're think, out of this yeah, is Miami. Of course, yeah, you
2: ain't got no choice down there, boy. That's 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 a freaking extension of Haiti, straight up and down Miami. Right. Uh One day on this podcast, we're gonna get into the difference between Northeast uh, first-gen Haitians and the Miami, South Florida types. Ooh. It's yeah. a different
0: breed down here, boy. I
2: we should, we should tape
0: it. We should do a live taping of
1: the podcast in Little Haiti in Miami um, and break that down
0: and really get into the nuances.
1: Oh, yeah. We can. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get deep in that. I'll tell you one thing. There's um, a thriving uh, Creole media down here, a lot of AM radio Ooh. stations. And wow, you should hear some of that stuff. You guys think that Fox News is crazy?
2: oh man <laughs> like
1: they will transition directly from in 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 in, in creole they'll di- transition directly from like a straightforward news item to like and yeah that's the reason that president biden uh you know has a uh, voodoo doll and you're just like what the fuck yeah. here? <laughs> and i'll ask yeah. my friends i'll be like i'll be like what was that like an expression or something And it's like no 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 they're no, saying they're that serious. he's being controlled but and i'm like Wow, that's yeah. an interesting <laughs> people segment. Don't know,
0: people don't know. There's a whole world in Miami AM talk radio. I mean, there's the Creoles. I mean, the Cuban talk radio. I mean, come on, David. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. some fucking crazy shit. Like, I don't think people realize there's how insane that shit is and how powerful it was as a, as a force to like, just rile people up for so long. I mean, still is. Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. We actually over on bird road podcast on bird road podcast, we had, um, Andrea Mercado a couple weeks ago, who's a local activist. She came on, she did a listening project with all those Cuban AM stations. And basically was just like, you know, track the lie, track the lie, track the lie. Holy cow. She had more, she found more stuff than, than she could even fit into the report. Um, and it's, (laughs) Scary as hell, scary as hell. Yeah.
2: So, David, we having you on today mainly to talk about, you know, uh, just a tragedy. There's no other way to put it. A condo collapsed, leaving 15 as of just now. I just checked New York Times. 15 uh, dead, 150 people still unaccounted for, which is just, you know, there's no yeah. way to even describe how utterly tragic this is. You know, I don't know what else to say, but what the fuck happened?
1: So, I mean, for those of your listeners who maybe aren't up to date on the story, the basics are that Champlain Towers is in a little tiny town called Surfside. We have about 34 little, kind of like L.A. We've got all these little tiny municipalities here in Miami-Dade. Surfside's one of them. This was a 12-story tower that uh, was built way back in 1972 at the outset of this big building boom, kind of a resurgence after a slowdown because that's what sort of defines Miami is we have booms and then we have busts. And this was during a boom um, at 1 30 AM on Thursday, a huge section of this building collapsed. Like you say, there's, there's probably upwards of 150, 160 people who will, I mean, you know, psychically here in Miami, we're trying to gird ourselves for this because it's really unlikely that any of those people are surviving. It's, it's, it's still a search and rescue yeah. mission right now. But it's, I mean, everybody on the ground is saying, like, don't expect any miracles. Um, Back in 2018, it's also come out that there was a a call for $9 million in renovations to some of these structural problems in this building. Read the reporting, great reporting from from, from some of my former colleagues at the Miami Herald that show you that, like, there's been concerns about this building for a really long time and other buildings in the vicinity, too. Just two days, 36 hours before the collapse, a contractor who was working on the pool took video and photos and posted them and uh and it, you could see there was water dripping down there was exposed rebar there was like concrete that was buckling um you mm. know and then another report recently came out too because everybody's going deep on all the public records and shows that since the 90s this building has shrunk three has um has sank three inches three inches Jesus. is a lot it's not in you know yeah. buildings aren't meant to to sink at all so three inches structural integrity problems. Standing water, getting into the pool area. I mean, it, it 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 was a tragedy waiting to happen, and um, you know, unfortunately, I I think it's probably not going to be the last similar tragedy. It's also not the first tragedy like this that we've seen here in Miami. Just in recent years, it's the first on this scale. Like we haven't seen 150 people, probably most likely, like I said, uh, perish in um, you know, in 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 a single event like this. But you know, we've had we've had some problems here in Miami.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was the FIU bridge collapse, I think that was in 2017, I believe. Um, 2018, just, yeah. Uh, that was I mean, 2018. That was a yeah. brand new bridge that just, that, this was not like, this is a, you know, this, you mentioned this, the, I think the building was built in 1981. I think you may have misspoken, but, you know, it's it's a 40-year-old building. It was right up on what they call the 40-year assessment. Um, no, uh, Nando,
1: the, 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 it was built in 72. And what happened is this, in 74, the dea this is before me or use time in miami but this happened yeah. dea the dea building downtown collapsed there was a collapse of a dea building 16 um people were hurt i think about eight federal employees were killed in that collapse and they started they started a 40-year moratorium on buildings where they were like okay starting now uh you know every 40 years and this this took place like you very astutely noted in 1981 um this took place in 1981, so that's why you see it coming up on its 40-year re- like uh, review. Now they started that 40-year, yeah. and then every 10-year incrementally after that. Which, again, it's like it's like the it's like security theater. It's like the appearance of safety, but it did do the review. This building went through the review. It, on paper, everybody knew what the problems were. People knew that oh, this there's nine million dollars that uh, that needs to be put into this building but with the way that we commoditize housing, how? How are you gonna get people to pay for it? There's no mechanism, yeah. there's no government control, there's no there's no oversight that will actually say like, hey, this building, it, it needs to either be condemned, torn down, I mean, these are pretty wealthy people that are living in this building, it's their home. And they're, you know, it's like trying to warn people about things. You just, you know, people value things differently, you know?
0: Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting because I think, like you mentioned the the commodification of of housing. And I think that that's really what's at the core here when people are like like looking at, you know, who's to blame. You know, someone's going to look for someone to blame naturally. Um, you know, and the reality is that there's a whole host of individual actors that are probably to blame. But the, really, the thing to blame is the system, a system in which, there is no governmental um oversight or real governmental power when if when you push this on to individual actors, you know the rational decision you tell someone like this building it has some some damage. we need to fix it, we need to pay uh nine million dollars that's gonna cost you out of your pocket two hundred thousand dollars right you know um the individual choice there is. You know, most of the time someone's going to be like, yeah, I don't have $200,000 lying around. Uh, I don't have an extra, you know, if they do a special assessment and they they spread it out over a year or two. I don't have an extra, you know, thousands of dollars a month lying around to to pay for this. Um, I'm gonna, even if you, you know... take
2: out a loan. That's another mortgage.
0: Right. Of course. <laughs> and like this idea that like, oh, there's some damage to the building. You think like maybe, oh, OK, like no one assumes the building is going to collapse. You know, so the that that pushing that choice onto the individual, which is what we do in America all the time, um, it's always going to result in just someone being like, I don't have the money, I'm not gonna do it. And so that's why this building was not was not done. I mean, when you see a lot of the same thing here in California with the wildfires, where like, people like know what you have to do, you got to, you know, you got to do these controlled fires in certain areas, but someone's like, you're going to do you're going to start a fire purposefully like in my backyard like are you insane like no mm-hmm. I'm not fucking doing that you know which is why you need a sort like a, a a powerful government to just be like no we we have to do this for the sake for the sake of everyone um, we have to do this and like yeah we'll fund it we'll do whatever it takes but you know this idea that it's pushed onto individuals the choice is always going to be to just kick the can down the road um, right. I mean when we when when we talked about for example um, something like the Green New Deal. A, uh, that was like much maligned and all that stuff uh, but the a key plank of the Green New Deal was to go to a bunch of old buildings and use okay. federal funds to repair them to make them uh, more energy efficient to make sure they're not gonna fucking collapse <laughs> you know like that this was this is like a thing that the federal government or a government like a powerful public entity has to be responsible for if you keep on pushing it to individual people, it'll never happen
1: yeah because then it's at the then it's at the whims of the market like the the most depressing and sort of i don't know how how you can say it but like making you feel helpless um thought exercise i've had in the last few days you know being somebody who owns property in Miami um is like let's say that instead of last thursday it was next thursday and we knew it we knew that this was going to come and like let's say that let's say that there's 1% of buildings that are going to fail in this way, or one 10th of 1% of buildings that are going to fail this way. Let's pretend that we had a spreadsheet in front of us with the dates that it's going to happen. We wouldn't have any recourse. We wouldn't have anything to do. All we would have is the information that we, yeah, sure. We could evacuate, right. save lives, which is important, but then what? Like there's no yeah. source to actually address the problem. There's no way to, to fix it because it's an, it's a, in a lot of ways, what's happening in Florida, I think is really closely tied to the way that the climate is changing. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a bigger problem than we as a species have faced.
2: You know, man, that's, that's what I wanted to ask. Cause Nando mentioned it and it's perfect because when something tragic like this, the first instinct is who do we blame? Who do we put the responsibility on? Like, how can this happen? And, Cause you no, know, I seen the story when Nando texted me. Is like, yo, there, a house, a freaking building collapsed in Miami. I'm like, a building? Like, what? Like, how does that happen in 2020? Right? Like, th- that's something I think about. All of those people who died making the railroads and in the coal mines and you know, uh, building the bridges in New York, etc. So et let, et let me tell you.
1: Let me tell you something. There's this. There's a piece of American history that a lot of people don't talk about. And it's called the Okeechobee Hurricane. In the Okeechobee Hurricane of 1928, 2,500, probably closer to 5,000 black black uh, working migrant farmers died in one Mm. hurricane around Lake Okeechobee about, like, I would say two two hours from here, less than two hours from here. And nobody was held accountable for that. Nobody was held accountable for that. Even though it's 1928, we still knew when hurricanes were coming. But these people were Mm. sitting there. Uh, you know, in jeopardy without any way to, to get 25. And I, I always try to remember, like, this is still the state that did that, you know, like at the, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, the the footbridge that um that Nando was just talking about, it came out after that collapse and in the aftermath of that, that the then mayor of Miami-Dade County, his wife was connected to the uh, firm that was responsible for all the st- for the structural errors, the NTSB hey. the NTSB called it a failure at all levels. And you'd think like, oh my God, did we take this mayor out and like <laughs> hang him in the street? No, we elected him to Congress. He's our congressman Eesh. now. So like the, the, the hoping that people will be held accountable, it's like yeah. Yeah, enough time and then people just forget, man in Miami, we have an, in Florida in general, we have an incredibly short memory. We forget stuff like this so fast.
3: Squeaky doors, clogged sinks, finicky engines. When things break down around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom, you uh oh, just try not to think about it. Uh I nothing. I was just tired. I, I'm I just stressed a little bit. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? Take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash B O M. Now, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your E.D. without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. And if you do, you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. And remember, if you get started today, you'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment.
2: Yes, because yeah. it makes me wonder. It's like, how do we convince people that safety, just in general, is worth the cost, right? It's, it's easy after the fact to be like, damn how did how would we have prevented this i think beforehand with the game that our politicians always play is how are we gonna pay for it like this idea that america can't pay for like actual safety we'll pay for shit like safety from al-qaeda or fucking isis or you know crack dealers we'll put money we'll pump plenty of money into police into military into x y and z but something this tangible like your Mm. building collapsing you know they'll always sell us on who's gonna pay for that you know who's gonna pay for it It, it's it's just crazy to me and when you guys say 1970 something it makes me wonder like you know that that's gonna be the fucking the scapegoat it's gonna be like well these are old buildings this is you know
1: the, so there's so many buildings that are going to hit their 40 year mark here in a few years and then on yeah. into the future. There are like 60 story high rises on South Beach that are about 20 ish years old right now, 15, 20 years old. Okay, so what happens in 15, 20 years when they hit that mark? Like, as the there's... water keeps on rising, you exactly. know, as the
0: water keeps on rising from below. I mean, but the thing is, the age of the building doesn't matter. There are castles in Europe still standing that were built in the fucking Middle Ages, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like perfect integrity. You know, the age of a, of a building doesn't matter. What matters is the materials you use and how well you build it. And I I, I find it not surprising that um, uh, this building was built, uh, you know, in, in an era um, when there was a massive deregulation there was Mm -hmm. um you know the the savings and loan deregulation like all all manner of like you know the 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 1970s neoliberal backlash which just deregulated a bunch of stiff stuff um made it you know easier to just someone to just build shoddy buildings like it used to be you had fucking codes and shit that you had to that you had to uh, adhere to and
1: there was a slowdown there In that area of of um, you know Ball Harbour, um, Surfside, like all the way down through Miami Beach, there was this uh, immediately before they built this this tower, there was a slowdown in building where everybody was again like you know Miami is boom bust. That's that's how we that's how we roll, and everything was kind of chill, and then everything kind of ramped up and overheated, just like it is by the way right now overheating yeah it's up in the same way man
0: david i was gonna ask you about that because la- last time i was in miami i mean it had been a while because of the pandemic um man i'm just because i'm from miami also just in case anyone didn't know uh listening at home um i went back home um a few weeks ago and i'm just like i'm seeing like red hot development just all over the fucking place and i think like seeing this building collapse uh, in in surfside like right on right on the beach. Um Just made me think, like, why? What are we doing? Like, Miami is like not in in the shape to be building anything right now. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. Miami is like ground zero for for climate catastrophe. Um, Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this, and there is no real solution to the problem um, because of the nature of 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 Miami's. uh, Like, you know, Miami's on limestone for the most part. Water comes up from below. Like, even if you build dams, um, the problem still persists. so does anyone, is anyone thinking about anything but the next, you know, quarterly earnings <laughs> at all? Is anyone thinking like five years from now, 10 years from now? Um, well, the, <laughs> you know the,
2: the answer to that
0: question. I know the, next, the answer to that question. The, the, but like, look, what the
1: fuck's going on? Is it, you, you, yeah. kind of, you kind of allude to it though, right? Because you talked about like, you know, I think about 9-11, right? And I think about after 9-11, did we sit down and did we examine our role globally as a country? Like, why would people want to do this to us? No, that's no. not our reaction. Our <laughs> reaction yeah. was our they reaction hate was, us for our french fries. Yeah. And then yeah, even it's... now, even today, we when we talk about what a mistake our you know national response to 9-11 was, our the, the tenor is mostly just like, oh, we went to war with the wrong countries. And we, we never like had any kind of introspection or thought or anything like that about our role. And this is similar in a lot of ways because like what I think we're gonna see is we're gonna see in the next year or two, we're gonna see like a raft of new regulations where it's like, this has to be 24 inches apart instead of 36 inches apart. These pylons have to look like this. You know, we're going to, instead of every 40 years, it's going to be every 20 years, but it's all nibbling around the edges of a real problem. We have here in Miami-Dade, a new department of resiliency. And I'm telling you guys this right now, over the next 20 years, resiliency, that word is going to be the new grift. It's going to be the new scam. It's going to be the new way to sell you solar panels uh, that you can't afford. It's going to be a new way to, you know, uh, climate ready your house that will still just get fucking washed away in a um in, in a hurricane it's gonna be the new look we're doing something without actually having to do anything and the the real solution to your question and is a really painful one that you're never gonna get the electeds to talk about and it is managed retreat it's saying yeah. look this part of the this part of the world human beings probably were never meant to live here we figured it out for a couple hundred years but we can't do it anymore. We have to we have to take a step back. But you'll never get elected officials to, to talk about that because you're talking about shrinking their tax base and reducing their influence yeah. and making them less powerful. Why would the mayor of Miami Dade County, who is a mayor of 2.8 million people, want to become a mayor of one million people and with the goal towards being zero? Like no no right. no <laughs> power no power structure would willfully give itself up like that and sacrifice right. itself on an altar of uh, human decency you know yeah
0: i mean and was what you're asking about like you know this uh, this idea of like who's going to pay for it i do think it's like i mean there is some sort of um visceral logic to like well if you own the apartment you got to pay for it hmm. you know and the reality is for these buildings in which you know we're not engineers like we're not you know we're you know we're not like the people building these buildings
2: that's what the people it should be who it, own should it should be everyone everyone should pay who for made this shit like it, it, like well, obviously like, I'm,
0: no i so obviously the contractors have to be regulated to build a certain way. But in terms, of like if if there is say say there is a problem, and even if it was like all built in the perfect way, um, the reality is that everyone should pay for it. You know, yeah. everyone should pay for it. Yes. Like so if, you it, if you put if you put, we should all chip in. Like and that's and that's how a society works. You know, that's <laughs> this, that's true not just of housing, but of healthcare or of education or of any any of these other things that we on the left believe are rights, right? Like we believe that everyone deserves a place to live. Everyone deserves a quality education. Everyone deserves healthcare. All these things that we see as rights, they to push the costs onto an individual for how much they consume of said right um, is is always going to create warped incentives. And what we really need to do is if we are a real society, is that we all pay for it. You know, we gotta and de- I we got it. to decouple it. decouple
1: it from the markets. We have to decouple exactly. it from these individual. Oh, this is my thing that it's. I mean, like we treat t- we treat houses, homes, the bottom, the very bottom level of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs or whatever. The thing you need, shelter. We treat it like it's a big screen from Best Buy. It's a big yeah. purchase that we all have to make. And if you make a bad one, oh yeah. well, you, you messed up. But it's like, no, like people, everybody, even you don't need to watch TV, although I, I kind of do, but you don't need to, you know, drink soda. You don't need to do all these other consumer choices, but you choose to and they're satisfied and served by but markets. You do need a everybody needs a home. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, everybody needs a safe, reliable place to live. That's not going to fall in on you. And until you decouple um, this entire everything on that bottom chart, by the way, food uh, housing, healthcare, a bunch of stuff until you decouple those things from markets, then you're, you're always going to have this, like what Nando's talking about where it's like, well, it's your, it's your responsibility, asshole, figure it out. You know, you're going to, oh, you need to replace your roof. I'll tell you right now, one thing that nobody talks about out here in Mm -hmm. Miami, when there is the big diaspora and when people eventually have to leave to your point, it's not going to come from above from a hurricane. It's going to come from below from water, saltwater encroachment on our water table, and we about the estimate is like sixty thousand non functioning septic tanks in this county. It's like Jesus, literally. It's gonna smell like shit. A shitty <laughs> problem. We've got the. It's going smell it's, like ass. It's, it's gonna be really bad, man. We have sixty thousand non functioning septic tanks in this in in this county, and that's only what they know of. Probably like way more than that. So it, it's 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 a thing that we have to tackle collectively because nobody just has that money in their pocket to drop on it
2: and you know the reason why i brought up the developers and the deregulation because i think about the standard way that americans tend, tend to think about something it's right it's like all right you build it those people in their family should get to sue you you know so, some people maybe should go to jail x y et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. this building was built the contractors and developers like do these people Good still dead. even exist? Probably They're not. Do dead. these They're companies dead. even exist? And really. it's like, like you said, the other thing that you said was, you know, some people would be like, well, you bought a fucked up product. So it's your. It's like, how the hell was I supposed to know they completely exactly. fucked up the makings of this building? We're supposed to have standards of building these massive structures in place, you know, put forth, set forth by our government. And people have to abide by them. And when they fuck up, people get thrown in jail. People get sued to oblivion, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, how do you even track responsibility for this to the original people who fucked this up? Right, one, the deregulators, the politicians, and two, the contractors and developers who were just like, man, fuck it, just do it, do it as cheap as, cheap as possible. Let's move on. Let's build the no. next thing, sell the next thing. Like, you, there's nothing to be done here on that no. front. On in the standard way that Americans are used to uh responsibility blame, being meted out yeah, yeah exactly. exactly
1: yeah i i mean that's why i try to personally that's a trap for me because i feel like if you live in miami and i suspect it's kind of the same whether i mean like i lived in new york too and it's the same in la there's a trap where you can go you can spend all day finding people to blame for all the you know messed up stuff everywhere that you look around and you won't be wrong you can blame 10 people and you'll be right every time Um I think that there are some solutions and they're just so far from what we talk about. Like when people talk about like the Overton window, what's acceptable discourse, what, what is the thing that we can actually address? Like 10 years ago, nobody would talk about Medicare, Medicare, Medicare for all today. It's like, it's within that window. You can actually talk about it, but we need to be talking about specifically with Miami. We need to be talking about things like, like baby bonds for, 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 for kids who are born here that are eventually going to have to leave. Like, yeah. I mean, in the same way that baby, that the baby bomb program work, or the proposal works for other communities, Miami needs to be one of them. We need to have money set aside for people to eventually leave here. Unfortunately, like there yeah. is going to be a diaspora in the next like 20, a refugee 30... crisis. You in, mean in, like, in, like literally it's like a refugee
0: crisis? It's going to yeah. be
1: the it's going to be the I would say I, I'm guessing. I mean, like I, I know my neighborhoods. I drive around Miami. I know this place, man. This is one of the poorest cities in the country. and This is going to be a place where I mean, maybe the biggest diaspora since like the Indian removal act or Mm, like trail of tears, there's going to be poor. I mean, hundreds of thousands of poor, mostly black, mostly Hispanic, a lot of immigrants, first, second generation, undocumented people, working class people, disabled people, marginalized people. There's going to be death. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be shortages of resources. And they're going to be trying to – we're going to be trying to tackle this with a system that we built during good times before all this bad stuff started happening Yeah. that if anybody who's tried to deal with the with anything on the state level in Florida, like, for instance, the unemployment system, um, it's Byzantine. It doesn't work. It's a disaster. It's like it falling apart. Uh, it, this is going to be the kind of thing that stretches across generations unless we lay the groundwork right now to be able to bail out these the, – the people in Surfside – God bless them. I feel horrible that they died, and it's it's terrible. It's a tragedy, and I would never say anything to um, to to minimize that, right? But the the governor, right after it happened, he said he he came out with a statement about the people that were you know the survivors, and only about ten or fifteen people actually needed help to find a place to stay. That makes sense. The people there, they're pretty well off. The the class wise, yeah. they're Beach doing front well. Property. And it's, yeah. it, I, I, that's a horrible, like, I don't want that to come across as like insensitive, but the fact of the matter is like, it's going to start happening in, the, in communities where there isn't that level of resources to be able to just be like, damn, I guess I'm staying at the Ramada tonight. You know, it, it's yeah. it's going to start happening in places like Overtown and little Haiti, and it's going to start happening to people who can't, um, who don't have that, expedi- that, that, that discretionary income to be able to suck it up and get a hotel for a couple of months until they yeah. find a new house or whatever.
0: David, I think part of the thing that disgusted me so much the last time I was in Miami, I can't tell you like how the last time I was in Miami, I mean, I, I, I drove by uh, uh, Mark Cuban's yacht, which was like the biggest thing I've ever seen in my Jeez. life. Uh, and um, I, I just, it dawned on me. I mean, seeing everything, you know, all the like mega nightclubs now, the massive new buildings, um, all of them, you know, luxury buildings. Um, just all the new restaurants and shit. Like, it, it dawned on me that like Miami is becoming the the Vegas of the East Coast, and I know you have a you have ties to, to Las Vegas with your podcast yeah. and stuff. Um, it's becoming the Vegas of the East Coast with a more kind of internet. Like, it's becoming the international playground for um, kind of a, a global oligarchy. You know, mostly from Latin America, but also Europe and also increasingly Russia um, and, and other places. Like the, the global oligarchy, like the worst people on the planet.
1: Apparently, um, Silicon Valley. Too apparently,
0: yeah. Silicon Valley is the latest <laughs> trend, right? With all the Bitcoin uh, bros and our mayor, uh, our, our illustrious mayor, like you know, deciding to pay his employees and city employees in Bitcoin or whatever the fuck he's doing. um But it's becoming this kind of playground for the international oligarchic class. um They have a great time in Miami. Miami is a great time if you know yeah. if you if you want to have a great time. If you got um, money, but, if you got money, Miami yeah, is the best
1: place. Like is you know? the
0: best. And it strikes me that, like, as this city is like on its last legs, because really, like there is no solution to the sea level rise problem. like this like the, I don't know how to, like, explain this to people, but like, well, they just like they'll figure something out. They'll build like a wall or some shit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. It comes from <laughs> below. you know, Like unless you build no. like, a, a massive like steel reinforced ground, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, the water's coming, baby. Um, and, you know, when it's coming, no one really knows. I mean, every time a scientist kind of looks at uh, reevaluates climate change, like it, they, it turns out that their worst predictions were actually like too conservative. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every time they um, amend so, their
1: predictions, every time the, the Union of Concerned Scientists amends their predictions, it only goes one direction.
0: It they only were always goes like in direction.
1: Yeah, we sorry guys. We have to we undershot it. Yeah. yeah, we
0: undershot that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, every time. I mean, yeah. I, I saw that it was over a hundred degrees in the Arctic Circle uh, last week. So it's happening. Miami yeah. is like finishing as a city. It is not going to exist in 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 you know whether it's fifty years or thirty years or twenty years. Like we really don't know. Um, but it, what we do know is that it's not going to exist. All those that international oligarchic class is going to find another playground. You know, like it's gonna be easy for them to pack their bags
2: and leave. Make another playground. Don't make (laughs) it. Like literally,
0: go to (laughs)
1: Wyoming. Uh, They're already already doing that in Wyoming and Montana. The last twenty-five years, like the new one. Of Of course, course. like the new one.
2: Dude, look at the Qataris. They were just like, "We'll just make something for the Olympics. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll fly in a bunch of migrant workers from poor countries all (laughs) over the world. We'll just make it. It's fine. Slaves,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's
2: fine. They they, they always figure it out when they need to do that."
0: Yeah, but yeah, the people it, that are going to be left behind are the are the working class people, and if there is no like you know essentially a New Deal level program to relocate those people to, you know, find a way to reintegrate them in other parts of the country, I mean, it's 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 hard to imagine, but we're going to have like a massive refugee crisis in within the United States, yeah, uh, in, in a domestic yeah.
1: sense, yeah, and not and not just for Miami, although Miami will be the first. I've got kind of like this operating theory about Miami where. Miami is the rest of the country, but like 20 years in the future. So like you can gauge what's going on, what's good. Like, and that's good in a lot of ways. We're multicultural. We're multilingual. We've got, we're like more well integrated, like different people. We get like, you know, I can eat any kind of food I want. I can hang out with any kind of people I want. But at the same time, we're also feeling the effects of the stuff that's going to end up. You know what I hate?
3: After a long day of work, Dealing with people, being stressed. I've got to figure out what to eat that night. I don't feel like cooking, but I don't want to eat something that's bad for me, like junk food. I want something healthy. I want to eat something that tastes good, and I don't want to work too hard or pay too much to do it. Well, guess what? What you really want, if you're like me, is freshly. That's right. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. All you got to do is visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. I love the chicken pesto bowl! Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Now our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life Freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com. Slash B O M stop stressing about dinner. Go to freshly.com slash B O M for $40 off your first two orders. That's freshly.com slash B O M for $40 off your first two orders. Do yourself a favor. Get freshly,
1: you know, knocking this country out of the box down the road yeah. because that we can't run away from or buy our way out of. And, and, yeah. Those people that you mentioned, they're going to be able to dip whenever they want. That's my big problem with this quote unquote exodus from Silicon Valley that supposedly is coming here to Miami. It, in reality, it's mostly just like Bitcoin guys, but you know, <laughs> one way or another, these people are liquid. They're going to like the minute that there's, yeah. they're going to do the same thing that they did to the Bay area. They're going to just leave. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to, they, they, you know, ruin San Francisco, go across the Bay ruin try to ruin Oakland and then leave. And yeah. Like, why do we want to welcome that? Why does Francis Suarez, the city of Miami's mayor, not my, Miami, not my mayor, by the way, I don't live in the city, but um, why <laughs> does, why is he so open for this? Is it because like, he really thinks it's going to result in the kind of innovation that will read redefine our, our city, which is already pretty good. Like we are already, we're a good city, man. Like our people are good. We, we don't need more of that. Or is it because he thinks it's going to increase his tax base? I would guess it's the latter. <laughs>
2: Well, we go from extremely depressing and sobering news to something a little less so. Uh, mm. uh, Donald Rumsfeld died today. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, pour one out, know, baby. Pour one out. Pour one yeah. out. Pour one out. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to a real one. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in power, Waz. You and Donald,
0: I are going out. We're gonna we're gonna go out to the club and you know celebrate Rummy in style tonight. Do it the you know? right the way. way. Do it the right, do it the right way. Right. Do it the right
1: way. The yeah. people and, of Iraq were not available for comment, unfortunately. No. And,
2: <laughs> listen, and a few months ago we had a similar death in Rush Limbaugh, and yeah. it's like, look, I'm not gonna celebrate somebody's death, but I'm not gonna pretend that this person's life didn't include. Some miserable, horrible shit uh, that the effects of which, which will reverberate for years past after this, these homies are gone. And so the same can be said for Rumsfeld. Uh, you yeah. know, most notably, this guy was the key guy, the key architect, along with Dick Cheney, of the Iraq War. Yeah. Estimates, conservative estimates say five hundred thousand Iraqis died during this war 500,000 people no longer exist as a result of a meaningless useless war and Donald Rumsfeld was at the center of that like that's him yeah that's on his resume absolutely and you know they did it so that they could start the you know a new Cuba a new whatever is just gonna be a capitalist playground. We get to set all the rules. We don't, we don't, ha- we're not gonna have any of these fucking idiot liberals in Congress. We're not gonna have any of that crap. We're not gonna <laughs> deal with grassroots organizations. We're not gonna deal with, you know, an established huge po- political media. We don't got none of that shit. We're gonna go in and do everything that we want. And 500,000 dead completely justified it, which of course, they failed miserably at every single turn and they were bumbling fucking idiots Wait, and it was on. horrible. Hey,
1: hey, hang on, you're saying that right now Iraq is not a, a utopian democracy? I'm, no. I'm going to have to double check that. I'm pretty sure that. No, hmm.
2: and it's and it's not a capitalist wet dream either. It's, it's none of those things. It's a fucking disaster, unmitigated disaster that we created on our own. And by we, I mean the United States federal government. Uh, and, you know, of course, George Bush, is has his responsibility too, where people was like, "Relax, dude. Ellen can't just take a picture with George Bush." I'm like, yeah. it's kind of disgusting. Or Michelle Obama,
0: because,
2: yeah, yeah, Michelle Obama can't Michelle share. Mo
0: gave him like a little, give him now, a little uh, breath. Now in. later yeah.
2: gave him a. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll so say, yeah, Donald Rumsfeld died today, and that's his legacy.
1: I'll say the thing that, in, in in my estimation, at least, the thing that set Rumsfeld aside from a lot of other people that we sort of associate him with, like whether it be going back into, you know, the Ford era all the way up through, up through now, up through like Anthony Blinken and and other, you know, people who, who who set the tone for our, um, our, our, our policies. We usually get as Americans, like we get sold the escalation. We get sold that there could be a war, like at least during our lifetimes, everybody on this phone call, it's mostly been like, there might be a war with Iran, got to build up stockpiles. There might be a war with Russia. There might be a war with this guy. Most of our, most of our leaders, Sell us on the um, on the escalation. Very few follow through and actually do the horrible idea. And he is one of he is the one, the architect, the guy that was like, you know what? All this time that we've been getting the American people ready to go to war, we should actually do that. And you know, it's going to be a windfall economically for the people that we give that we give a shit about, um, arms dealers and and you know the defense industry. It's going to go great for them. I mean, you know, what will it do to the country and to the world? I mean, let's not worry about that. I'll be dead by 2021, you know? And like that's 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 where I think Rumsfeld is uniquely evil. It beyond, yeah. you know, somebody like like a, a Trump crony who maybe yeah. talked about uh you know war and, and, and alluded to war, head fake towards war, and didn't really ever do it. Uh Rumsfeld actually did embroil yeah. us in these horrible things.
0: He not only walked the walk, he, he or he not only talked the talk, he walked the walk. I mean i think it's hard to overstate just how evil and destructive donald rumsfeld was i mean he um first of all i don't think people realize but he was secretary of defense in the 1970s of gerald ford (laughs) like he was like around for a long long time um and in terms of iraq which is the thing that he's most famous for right he was the guy selling iraq from the administration day in and day out he'd do a press conference basically every fucking day um selling the country on Iraq, which, as you said, killed hundreds of thousands of people for no fucking reason. Um, the thing that people don't realize is that Donald Rumsfeld had had been around and the, uh, the war with Iraq, as we understand it, did not start with the invasion in 2003. Our war with Iraq started in the 1990s. Um, and th- that thing was a continuous policy that has to be understood um, with a little bit of a deeper root. Donald Rumsfeld was instrumental in arming Saddam Hussein um, in the 1980s because Saddam Hussein at the time was fighting Iran, which is our big, bad enemy always. The United States' big, bad enemy is Iran. Um, so because Iraq and Iran were fighting, we supported Saddam. Then when, you know, shit changed a little bit, we decided, no, you know, we need Saddam out. So then they spent 25 years essentially, um, destroying Iraq, a country that wasn't like, I wouldn't say it was like, a, you know, great, it's not like Iceland or some, you know, functioning, but it was a, it was a stable it had, functioning it had its own country.
1: Basket. It had its own, you know, quote unquote, the word that they love to use back then, basket case, right? That was the word that media loved. Totally. To tell you as a media consumer that this yes. country needs us, they need us, trust us, yeah. they, they, they need our help. Yeah.
0: Right but Iraq was a functioning country it had you know mm-hmm. a healthcare system it had fucking roads infrastructure like it was a functioning country was it like a beacon of democracy did it have you know the all the the splendors that we enjoy every day here in beacon the beacon no, of democracy
2: was... you mean like our great friend Saudi Arabia
0: yes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like... yeah exactly <laughs> but we essentially destroyed this country over the course of 25 mm-hmm. years through bombing, uh, incessant bombing campaign, economic sanctions that killed hundreds of thousands of of children and and people throughout throughout the years, and then an invasion um, and subsequent civil war, um, insurrection that created something, a little something called ISIS, you know, just absolutely insa- insane shit of which Donald Rumsfeld is if you had to like pick one person and it's not always one person it's n- it's never one person it's always like a big system systemic thing but if you really had to distill it to one person Rummy That's- would Rumsfeld. absolutely be right there. there you know yeah. one of the great crimes in of history which was the United States assault on the Iraqi people um, in the last 30 years so yeah RIP to a real one was we're gonna hit the club and uh you know we're gonna pour one out for pour Rummy. one out yeah man I'm- pour one
2: out pour one out ladies and gentlemen uh i would like to thank david quinones man thank you so much killed us with information Uh of course everybody make sure you're watching every other count the dings and listening to every other count the dings offering whether it be cinephobe or the mailbag or the og bomb show David please tell the people where they could find you so they could you know get at you
1: please yeah thank you and thanks for having me on man it was a blast talking to you guys um, y'all, you can get at me on Twitter is usually where I am David at David underscore Quiñones uh, you can follow the show at birdrow podcast birdrowcast.com um, yeah and we're all over social media and whatnot so
2: appreciate I'm a, I'm you guys man we will see you guys next week we're out of here peace out
0: later.